What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome back. Look, the Raiders are sitting right now in first place. Sole position of first place in the AFC West. The Chargers lost yesterday. The Broncos won, but hey, they're 4-4. Four and four. It doesn't really matter. And the Chiefs are playing this evening against the New York football giants. So it's going to be very interesting to see kind of how things play out this week. I don't want to get too much into the Giants game in this podcast because I want to see what happens against the Chiefs. I want to see what happens with some of these injuries as the week goes on. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going to be out tonight. Sterling Shepard's out. Kenny Galladay. Um, they've got a number of players on injured reserve. So I want to get, as we get later into the week, to see kind of what this team is going to look like that we're going to face. But the Giants are on a short week. They're playing tonight. They're going to have to play again on Sunday. The Raiders have 14 days of rest. The Raiders are 2-0 under Rich Basaccia after John Gruden retired. The Raiders are playing some good football. They're playing against some teams that, that haven't been that good. But at the same time, they're not playing down to the level of their opponent. So that's something that you can kind of hang your hat on and say, this is a team that they're not doing what they've done in the past. They haven't shit the bed when they play against teams that they should lose, that they shouldn't lose to. Um, as we look around the as we look around the league, as we look around the division. Things are kind of crazy, man. Yesterday, the Jets went in and beat the number one team in the AFC. The bet the Jets knocked off the Bengals. Uh, Mike White, quarterback out of nowhere, comes out and throws for 400 yards. Uh, goes like something like 34 for 44. And just ridiculous stats um, against the Bengals team that was the top team in the AFC. Uh, the Titans won in a very narrow victory over the Colts. The Raiders had a bye. Uh, but the Raiders are sitting there in top five. I think they're their second-ranked team in the AFC right now. And so we look at that, and the Raiders control their own destiny. It's pretty cool to see. Um, it was great to see the Chargers lose. Um, you know, it was great to see Joey Bosa not do anything uh, because I said that he was overrated, and people jumped on my neck. But Joey Bosa is overrated. I'm sorry, guys, but he is. Um I'm not saying he's not good, okay? I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying that he's overrated. You guys overvalue him for what he is. But anyways, back to the back to the lesson. Uh, anyway, so we, as we look at this team, as we look at this Raiders team and this Raiders roster, uh, this team has is, is really come together. They've gelled. You can tell that there's a brotherhood. You can tell that these guys like each other. You can tell that these guys respect each other. You can tell that these guys want to play for each other. And that's the thing that we're seeing with this Raiders team is that this is a different team than what we've seen in the past. Before, we had guys that were playing for themselves. We had guys that really didn't care. We had guys that gave up in games. We had guys that you know didn't like the defensive coordinator. There was guys that, that wanted out. And, of course, there's still guys that want out. The Raiders uh, recent, recently released Willie Sneed because he wasn't getting enough playing time and he requested a release. And then he goes and gets on Carolina's practice squad. You know, the Raiders released John Brown because he wasn't getting playing time. Then he goes and ends up on Denver's practice squad and then gets released. So these guys that aren't getting playing time, they're veterans. They feel like they should be getting playing time. And then they go somewhere else. And guess what? They're not getting playing time there either. It's showing that the Raiders are able to make some good moves. They're making some solid moves. And they're doing the right thing. The young guys have really stepped up. You know, the Henry Ruggs, the the Foster Moreaus, the 
uh, the Hunter Renfro's. Those guys have all really stepped up and have come into a role of not only of, of good players, but also as leaders. You know, seeing Henry Ruggs come in and, and become a leader in that wide receiver room is huge. Seeing Hunter Renfro and what he's been able to do is is just huge. And then seeing Foster Moreau, when Darren Waller's out for a game, Foster Moreau comes in, steps in, fills that role perfectly, going, you know, six for six on catches, 60 yards, a touchdown, a contested touchdown. Those are the things that you want to see. And I've been telling this, I've been preaching this all season, all offseason long. Foster Moreau and Darren Waller are the best tight end tandem in the National Football League. You can debate your dog on that one because I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna deal with y'all. Seeing those two play together when healthy, I think that they have the ability to do some crazy things. And as the season goes on, as you know, time goes on, I think that Derek Carr and, and Foster are gonna create more chemistry, and I think it's going to open a lot of things up. You know, you get Darren who's who's obviously getting double coverage right now. It's making things better for Henry Ruggs. It's making things better for Brian Edwards. It's making things better for Hunter Renfro, for Kenyon Drake, for Josh Jacobs. The Raiders have some solid weapons on this team. They've got some solid weapons on that roster on the offensive side of the ball, and they've got some playmakers on defense. Max and Yannick Ngakwe have become the best two pass rushers in the National Football League. The Raiders have the best tandem in the National Football League. And if we talk about Pass rushing tandems. I put this out on Twitter today. The Broncos used to have the most feared pass rushing tandem in the National Football League. They have now become the 2018 Raiders. The Broncos traded Von Miller to the Rams for a bag of chips. And Von Miller getting him out of our division doesn't matter how old he is. It doesn't matter you know, the injuries that he's had. Von Miller is still Von Miller. And getting him out of the division, it just takes one less thing off the plate for the Raiders to worry about. The Broncos' pass rush is in shambles. Vaughn's gone. Uh, Bradley Chubb is on injured reserve. There's a lot of question marks there, and I think what the Broncos are doing is they're stockpiling. They're getting draft picks. They're getting things ready for when, you know, Elway's gone, for when Fangio's gone, and they want to try to come in and actually make something happen because, look, all the moves that they've been making, Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Ever since Peyton Manning, they have not been able to get a quarterback. They have not been able to get something together. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Broncos manipulate these picks, how the Broncos move things around, how the Broncos decide to play uh, football. Honestly, how they decide to play football uh, this, this next year because we know they're not going to do anything this year. They've got a good defense. They've got good pieces on offense, but I, they're, they're a quarterback away. Let, let's be honest. Um you know, the Chargers, they're a good team. Chargers are a good squad. Um, they did, you know, they lost yesterday to a Patriots team. And realistically, the Patriots have always had the Chargers number. Uh, Bill Belichick just kind of knows what to do, and he goes in there, and he, and he does it well. And Mac Jones put on a clinic. Um, Justin Herbert, you know, did not have a good game. I don't think that's, you know, that's going to be characteristic of him. He's not a Mahomes where people have figured him out. Um, but he is also... You know, a guy that's going to have some bad games. Quarterbacks are going to have bad games. Let's face it. Derek Carr has bad games. Pat Mahomes has bad games. Justin Herbert has bad games. Aaron Rodgers has bad games. Tom Brady has had bad games. You can go down the list of quarterbacks. Every quarterback is going to have a bad game at times. Doesn't mean that they suck. Doesn't mean that, that the season is doomed. But I'm going to tell you that quarterbacks will have bad games from time to time. It's about how they respond. 
I still think that the Chargers are going to be a threat in the AFC West. I still think that the Chargers are going to be a threat in the AFC. But it gives you know the Raiders an edge up with them losing a game, going four and three, being second in the division. Raiders are now five and two, first in the division. They need a win this week against the Giants. So this week with trades, I see like a bunch of crazy theories and all these things that pop up. And, um, you know, Derrick Henry went down for the Titans yesterday and they put him on injury reserve. They said he could miss up to 10 weeks. And I saw a lot of things floating around. People talking about trade high for Josh Jacobs, move Josh Jacobs. I'm not with moving Josh Jacobs. I, you know, I, I don't think that it's a good idea. I like the dual running threat with him and Drake. Um, I think that keeping Josh Jacobs is, is going to be beneficial for the Raiders, especially in a playoff run. Uh, the Titans ended up picking up Adrian Peterson. They put him on the practice squad. Chances are he's going to make the team. He's going to be the starter going forward. Um, but I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of changing anything right now that that's not broke. Um, I wouldn't move any pieces as far as uh, skill positions on the offense. I think that the Raiders are in a good position. Um, you know, the only thing that I could think of that they could do, and I don't think that it might happen, but possibly trading Marcus Mariota, uh, and trying to get something of value for Marcus, uh, for a QB needing team, uh, who, you know, potentially may have some issues, um, you know, with their backups or whatnot. My problem there is, do you really want to ride with Peterman if something happens to Carr? And I'm going to knock on wood right here because I don't want anything to happen to Carr, so knock on wood but you know in the in the event you want to look at your backup situation I think that Marcus is a good backup especially if he can stay healthy uh, putting Marcus in there getting Marcus more involved in the offense uh, we saw what he did in the Ravens game it, even if he only comes in for a couple of plays like a Taysom Hill I think that that's going to be a good thing um, and also just you know it may boost his trade value for next season as the Raiders want to move on from him and he can go on and find a starting role somewhere that's that's what you look at with Marcus. But offensively, I don't see the Raiders moving any of their key pieces. It doesn't make sense. Defensively, there's a couple guys that you could potentially move um, that wouldn't hurt the defense too much. Also depends on when players are going to come back healthy. Um, you know, you look at you look at a guy like Corey Littleton, who is who has played better this year than he has in the previous year. Um, he's definitely playing better under Gus Bradley. He's playing better in the defense, but is he really a Bradley fit? Is he really a Bradley guy? Is, or is he somebody the Raiders can get some trade value for Nick Kwiatkowski is another one where, you know, he's getting significantly less playing time than he did last year. Last year he played really well, but the system is different. You know, they're, they're looking for more speed. They're looking for more agility. They're looking for guys that can cover a little bit better than Kwiatkowski. And so uh, quit seeing a kind of a decline in his play. Um, decline in production isn't, isn't really an issue, but he is seeing less playing time. Um, and so quit's another guy that could, pot could potentially be traded. Um, you know, and then looking at the secondary, I think once Trayvon Mullen comes back, um, you know, the Raiders are in good position. Brandon Faxian has been playing some pretty good football, especially coming off the Chargers practice squad. Um, he's he stepped into that role and, and has played well. Um, you know, Amik Robertson, he's played well at times. Uh, he, he does have some issues, especially with the larger receivers. I mean, at 5'8", it's tough to cover a 6'4 guy. And then, you know, Casey Hayward has been lights out. 
Nate Hobbs is is probably the steal of the draft. And Mike Mayock just tends to find those guys. Tends to find those guys in the mid-rounds and just makes stars. I mean, look, you got Max Crosby in the fourth. You got Hunter Renfro in the fourth. You got you got Nate Hobbs in the fourth. Like these guys are really coming into their own. And these guys are are, are becoming some stars that are being talked about in the league. You know, everybody's now talking about how sneaky good Hunter Renfro is. His little, I call him a sly mongoose because the way he moves, his body control is, is ridiculous. Um, and so we talk about that. And, you know, this team, you don't want to take too many of these pieces apart because these guys are gelled. These guys are, are are locked in. And when you have a team that's locked in, when you have, you know, players that are, that are dialed in the way that they are, you don't really want to mess with that. Uh, we've seen it happen with, with teams in the National Football League, with Major League Baseball, with everything. When you start taking away key pieces – it causes issues and it causes rifts and it causes dissension. You don't want that to happen, especially when you're on a playoff run, when you're sitting at five and two, when you're number one in the AFC West, when you're number two in the AFC, uh, and you're coming into a game where you're now facing a team that you should beat. You know, fly back to the East Coast, 14 days of rest. Everybody should be feeling good. Everybody should be feeling healthy. Everybody should be feeling fine, ready to go. So that's what I'm looking at. So some of the bye week notes that I have are just some of the, the stuff that was happening during the bye week is the biggest one for me is Derek Carr. Derek Carr was on uh, his nephew Austin Carr's podcast, Harvester Sports. Go check them out. Follow them on YouTube. Fantastic podcast. Their production is great. The guys do a really good job. Uh, but they had Derek on, and Derek was talking about, you know, uh, his time with the Raiders and, and his plans for the Raiders and, you know, what he wants to do. And, you know, I think one of the things that stuck out was that he was talking about, you know, Obviously, he wants to be a Raider for life, and he said, if I'm not a Raider for life, then I'm I'm done. I'll probably get good at golf, and, and that's it, um, which means that he wants to be here, and if he's not here, then he's not going to be anywhere else. He, has, he doesn't have intentions to be anywhere else. The other thing, too, is that you know he's, he basically noted that the team is looking to extend him, and I think that it's a smart thing to do. He's shown that he can lead this team. He's shown that he can lead this roster. He's shown that he can win with this team. And I think it's going to continue to get better. The Raiders finally have a defense. The Raiders are finally playing complimentary football. And, you know, locking Derek Carr up and putting him on a, on a contract that, that keeps him with the Raiders for a long time, um, I think it's a good move. And especially if it allows the Raiders to re-sign some players like Max Crosby or give Darren Waller a bigger a bigger contract or, you know, when Josh Jacobs' contract comes up or, you know, all those things, Jonathan Abram, all these guys are coming up and the Raiders are going to have to make some moves. And I think that if Derek Carr can get locked up on a deal, it's going to be great. But I think the other thing, too, that stood out is he's like, hey, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to focus on it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm playing football. I'm not worried about my contract right now. I'm worried about playing football. I'll let my I'll let my agent deal with that. That tells me that Carr's locked in. Carr's not worried about the money. You know, he said he then went on to say, "I can go to Target and my card won't get declined." And I, I think that that's that's huge because he's not worried about he's not worried about the money. He's not worried about getting the contract done. He just wants to go out there and win. He just wants to go out there and compete. You know, and I think that those are things that you want to look for. You want guys that are just, hey, not worried about the money right now. I just want to win. I want to bring a championship to Las Vegas. I want to bring a championship to the Raiders. I want to have a parade down the Las Vegas Strip with showgirls and Carrot Top and all this crazy stuff. Wayne Newton singing on a float. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. And I think as Raider fans, we can respect that. I think the Raider fans... 
Yes, we've got three trophies. Yes, we have three Super Bowl rings. Some some of y'all, some of us weren't alive to see all three. Some of us weren't alive to see two of them. Some of us weren't alive to see one of them. Some of us, our only memory is 2003, watching the Raiders get beat by John Gruden and the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. So we want to wash that taste out of our mouth. You know, the only playoffs some fans have seen was in 2016 when Carr was having his, his MVP caliber year, which he's having a better year in 2021. He is shattering his numbers. Carr is playing some of the best football of his career right now. And it's beautiful to see. But remember, in 2016, Raiders went to the playoffs. Carr gets hurt on Christmas Eve. McLoin goes in in the the Bronco game. He gets hurt. Connor Cook goes in to face the Texans, a team that we had beat previously in that season. But they face a Texans defense that just demolished him. And a rookie quarterback starting against a defense like that, it's tough. So, yes, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the Raiders to get back to winning. I'm ready for the Raiders to continue to win. I'm ready for the Raiders to make the playoffs. I'm ready for the Raiders to make a run. And I want to be so obnoxious when they do it. So obnoxious. But Raider Nation, we're going to get ready for a a game this week against the Giants. As we get into the week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. I want to see what happens against the Chiefs tonight. Get it, get my notes on it, see what happens, get get a feel of this team, what they're looking at. Listen to some press conferences from the Raiders as they return from the bye week. And then as we get that, we get fired up about it. So Raider Nation, until then, I'll holla at y'all. Thank you.